0: i so
1: when we improv because I don't know something about planning something to a D just doesn't suit us
0: no it really doesn't I mean and you're talking to two men sitting in my kitchen <laughs> where well, the soundproof is probably non-existent <laughs> with uh, two mics that I mean I bought mine in eBay I'm uh, you'd I know. stole, mine. stole yeah, mine yeah yeah shoplifted from a cat <laughs> <verse>, the lowest <laughs> of the Uh Come that around. being said I've missed you I know look we're back I'm Jordan I'm Darren welcome
1: to Injury Time it's been over a year since we've said that. Yeah, that's
0: okay. I think we have we deleted all the old episodes. No, like, no,
1: no. They're staying. Are they? I mean, like it's a catalogue of work that I'm quite happy with. Uh, you're
0: gonna have to write so much more now. We could of just tucked those down and just rewritten. Them. I know
1: that would have been so much easier, but we're we're close to fifty episodes, right?
0: Oh yeah, no. Not, yeah, yeah, what
1: what what were we on? Like, we're on something. <laughs> We we're on a certain number of episodes.
0: Yeah, well, okay, that's fine, we'll leave them up. they are questionable audio quality, so hopefully this is so, better.
1: Some, some are literally unlistenable, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: we've got some new gear landing soon. Yeah. Uh, and enough about the drugs. We're, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to be... Uh, we're, we're sort of back. This is a little test to see how we go, isn't it? Oh, yeah,
1: true. Well, I this is probably um, the episode that I've researched probably the most out of any one we've ever done. So
0: You've used more than Wikipedia? I have
1: I have used two different Wikipedia pages. Oh wow. <laughs> it's like a hyperlink that you have to go into the next one. Oh god yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both of them are open right now because I get lost.
0: But both on Wikipedia? Oh
1: of course. Yeah. Oh that's okay I need to check. It. Oh no, look at that. This is how this is how long ago since we've recorded that I forgot to put my phone on silent. I
0: think my phone lives on silent just for my Fear of somebody contact me, looking for something, I'm like, what, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on sound. Uh, the most you hear of I mean, folks, is uh, probably a bit of a wheeze, because I'm not well, and the occasional slurp of a cup of tea. Yeah,
1: it's all medicinal at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what the listeners come here for. That's it's it, the subs The tea. The,
0: the ASMR.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just do like a podcast where it's just us a- a- asmr is that, that sounds like a sex thing, doesn't it? No, we could do like an ASMR. I like the way, no, <laughs> you're nipping that right in the bud. Oh, no, no, I just mean like,
0: I mean, we could, but that's, that's we need a pick on that. Um, i was thinking more, you know, we could recreate great goals, but it's just be going, down the left. That's, that's too weird. <laughs> nah, that's,
1: that's weird. Uh, so what has happened since the last time we've uh, recorded an episode? There's a bunch happened.
0: There's a bunch happened.
1: Okay. So you we'll, tell me
0: yours while I think of it? Okay. Scrab, I'm scrabbling here uh, already. Okay, no, no, no. I, I've got a
1: list. Um, uh, Lionel Messi has become the best player in the world. Officially? Officially. Yeah. Uh, I think the debate has been put to bed yeah. between um, him and Roy Carroll. It's it's no longer a conversation. <laughs> it is... I
0: mean, my, my one was Sean
1: McPhillips, but that's okay. Oh, oh okay. That, that was a deep cut. I like yeah. that. I, 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 I appreciate that. Um... Yeah, uh, Argentina ended up winning the twenty 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 two. Forgot the fucking year it was. Twenty twenty two Qatar World Cup.
0: Yes. So. Which should, probably yeah. So they won the World Cup that I think we all weren't sure that it was a World Cup or that we thought it shouldn't have been a World Cup.
1: It, it definitely shouldn't have yeah, been yeah. a World Cup, and not just because it was in like you know a Middle Eastern country. It was. Yeah. the, and the also, whole facts surrounding it and stuff like that's that that's
0: the first time I've seen somebody be presented with the trophy and a free like dressing gown yeah the commode
1: or was it kimono no,
0: kimono, kimono, uh, kimono is a Japanese yeah kimono whatever, whatever whatever about. the, the sign of respect is in Qatar which yeah. I thought was the sign of respect with money yeah, well, there, well.
1: <laughs> there you go well
0: how many dead immigrants are in your foundations eh <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>? that's respect <laughs> then listen the next thing
1: um <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, yes, uh, Lionel Messi has now won the World Cup. He has won pretty much everything that you can win, apart from the Irish Cup.
0: That's true. He has never won an he Irish Cup. He's never won an Irish Shield? Nope, never. <laughs> or a fair? Yeah, so when,
1: when was the last time he won the Gibson Cup? Maybe right. he's a take eight. Yeah, exactly. He
0: doesn't even have a Sagerson Cup. He's not play Gilly <laughs> cup. That's <not> the point. <laughs> does he does have an Anglo-South Ulster medal, though. Fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Qu- so, question, I was going to say, um, so Messi's been declared greatest won well the World Cup, let's put the debate to the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was it all Messi doing it, or do you think Ronaldo shooting himself in the foot really helped?
1: Oh, no, I think that definitely, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was just, it was almost like a victory lap for Messi, and stuff like that, especially because there's so much stuff um, going into the World Cup with Ronaldo about his career with Man United, like the Piers Morgan interview, which is uh, quite frankly ridiculous. Yes. Uh, um and, but that was, like, the, the unrequited love story of the whole entire, like, I don't know, I was about to say summer there, but winter, Um, with, was Piers Morgan, uh, her like, horrendously just slating anything that Messi did and became a bit of a Ronaldo stan.
0: Plus, Piers Morgan's an Arsenal fan, so fuck
1: him. Uh, yeah, it's so weird that he was so... up. Ronaldo's hole. Yeah,
0: it's one of those ones where I'm like, I, I enjoy watching Arsenal play football, and it'd be really and maybe it might be a bad thing to see somebody else win the league if maybe Arsenal could do it this year. Yeah, it but looks but like also, it's looking more likely. No, i fear gonna get joy from it. So <laughs> I don't know if I bring myself to let that to happen.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Alright, will have a word with our uh, <laughs> um, But yeah, so yeah, he's won pretty much everything. He's won the Copa America, um, and he's also won the World Cup, uh, and he also got was the player of the tournament. He didn't get golden, but because uh, Mbappe got that for scoring the hat-trick in the final
0: yes and took the saddest he <laughs> won an award for the and then
1: Emilio Martinez going up to get the golden glove yes I just
0: <laughs> that was very respectful to the uh, the host's <laughs> In
1: the middle east right <laughs> i expect him not to get back after. <laughs> yeah it's like a aston Villa, like we need someone in nets and he's being detained in Qatar. <laughs> yeah
0: somewhere you definitely you don't want to hear those words detained in Qatar.
1: So. no that it's definitely the, the the words that i i don't know it's like why 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 didn't you come to my son's 15th birthday party it was uh, detained in guitar <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like I was really looking forward to seeing you at his bar mitzvah. Uh, yeah, detained. you were supposed to have a kid this week. <laughs> I couldn't make it. I was detained in guitar. Oh, dear. Uh, babysitting, helping you move? Detained in guitar. Yeah,
0: it's mine as well, because do you get detained in guitar, you can basically like have a beer on the street.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, or um, did you see there was a lot of... Um, uh, very uh, what's the word? Attractive people in uh, quite uh, I don't want to say scantily clad because they weren't, but like the they were.
0: Are we going to go three words here? Former mishko Croatia. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, and you saw um. Like people taking photos of her, and no, you you see you've seen this, and it went up on like a, I don't know Lad Bible or something like that, and you're looking at it, and they're going like, see, they're just like us, but like the, the the kind of scary subtext behind it is, it's like they are taking those photos to send to the police.
0: Yeah, I think it was that one where it was. Well, I mean, they were saying that they were just like, Oh, we're taking these photos because we're so disgusted. Yeah, yeah, wink, 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 wink. (laughs) Yeah, I know a guy actually who was over in England and he told me a story that he was once in a strip club and he was, um, he was so disgusted by the conditions that the girls were working in, he he went back the next night to see if they got any better. So I think that's something similar to what they were doing,
1: (laughs) and he has done every night since. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, he he maintains it's it's still a terrible place, but uh, he'll keep going back until those girls get their working rights. But no, yeah, so I think that's what the Qataris were taking taking photos being like, oh, I'm so disgusted. Yeah. Lord, <laughs>
1: yeah. So that was kind of weird. But that was, that was like, that was a major thing uh, in the world of sports simply because, and we like didn't talk about it at all really, did we? Uh, in previous episodes because it has been a year since and then the, the ramp up to it.
0: I think in the year that that was we weren't sure that the World Cup was going to even happen. Exactly, this is it. Yeah, because were like corn foundations of a stadium in about
1: June. <laughs> 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 just, just hair dryers trying to dry the cement. Like it was, yeah, it's kind of weird. So it was the first one that was not during summertime for us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in I think ever, but then also a living memory of us both watching sport.
0: As opposed to for them, it was not that there is winter.
1: Exactly. Like there's, yeah.
0: There's summertime, and then there's hell itself. Yeah, it
1: was. It was like genuinely like thirty something degrees, like most of the time there. Hellish. Uh, I mean, like you would die. Like I Like a hundred percent.
0: I know. Oh, hang on. I I lived in Australia. I yeah. I cope with forty mm. inside under a rock. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice I know. Cool tank. Yeah. Little exactly. mat that I lay on. No, that's a lizard. I think. <laughs> That's a pet lizard. Yeah,
1: that's a member of the royal family. Allegedly, <laughs> 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 the- we have to go back and say allegedly like, because we we, we said did a lot. say we did we did say that a lot. We uh, said a lot of shit. Yeah, uh, and other news that has happened in the sporting realm that um, will probably need its own episode um, of injury time. But Pele died. Which one? There's more than one Pele.
0: No, I was just me being a dick. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Pele passed away. Yeah. The was... the, the arguably other greatest <laughs> footballer.
1: Yeah, well, like we did an episode on Maradona after he had passed away, and uh, the debate is uh, Pele, Maradona, George Best, um, and I don't know. There's a lot of things that surround Pele where you're just like, yeah, like you get told he's the best, but you have no, apart from like there's no goals that you look at, like that Maradona, like Hand of God or the other goal against England um, uh, when they won the World Cup. and you could, There's great examples of Maradona being like one of the best football players. It's not really that many, With there's just know. stats with Telly.
0: No. There was an allegation that some of his numbers were fudged as well. Oh yeah, because... He, like, he scored 8,000 career goals. Like, Wait, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah, They like,
1: played like six games or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he... And he never played over in Europe.
0: The one I do want to say though is in the 1958 World Cup quarter final against Wales. There is a great goal where he plays where he takes it past two coal miners and a postman, <laughs> and, just it, and that that keeper was like a like a, a general store attempt. And he smashes it past him. So <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, like it was probably pretty easy because the left back had to go back. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know surgery in like Cardiff yeah. or something. It's like that. It looked he had to go? But yeah, so he never um, never played in Europe. But, Neither of you and I. But, but, so wait, we, hey, we shouldn't talk shit. That's, that's, okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he retired from international football at the start of the 70s, 1971. Is
0: so when he retired? Yeah. Did he not play in America in the, in the
1: later 70s? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He played up until like 77, but he retired from Brazil, like okay. uh, international football. And he only played for two teams, which is
0: mental. Santos and
1: who? Santos and New York Cosmos. That was...
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna say he played in New York, but I was thinking I don't think of them as a team. Yeah, yeah, because they (laughs) were a team.
1: Yeah, they they were a team, and then they folded, and then they came back, and they folded again, and now it's almost like a fashion brand that people wear. It's like the New York Cosmos. I had a Cosmos
0: zip up when I was when I was up They're
1: fucking lovely, like in terms of um, footballing kind of casual were.
0: Yes, Pele was part of the first charge to launch an American soccer league, mm. George Best was there. Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff, like, was yeah. yeah, yeah uh-huh. So this is what they were giving guys. Near the end of their career, big money. Basically, and then that's the, the now the model that's been copied by China and by, well no, I mean China had to, had to put a wage cap on. Which oh Which yeah. is really funny because yeah. when the communists are like, that's too much money. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's like, once Tevez owns the majority of your currency, you need to stop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, if those yeah, World Cups, Pelé. Like, I mean, he's got he's got three World Cups. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like he he's won the most World Cups of any human ever, which is, I who's going to beat that? I don't know. As opposed to the
0: most World Cups won by a dog. Yeah, I know,
1: which is also very impressive. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> there's actually a
0: llama from Flight,
1: too. So. Um. But yeah, so six hundred and thirty six appearances for Santos. From 1956 to 1974,
0: 618 goals. But I mean, that, that, that's that got to be those days where you're going to go watch a Santos game and be like, Pelley's going to score, yeah. maybe you're there the day he doesn't score, and then the next week he gets three. Yeah, yeah, it's one it's, of those things.
1: Yeah. But So altogether, in his career, he played 700 games in total between the two clubs of um, Santos and Eurocosmos. He scored 655 goals. That is 45 games where he did not score in his whole career.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, was he hungover at that point? Was he uh, sick? Was uh, it, did he miss a
1: game? I don't know. He could have been recovering from open heart surgery for those 45 games. I mean,
0: that's
1: your excuse. Hey, well, that's, yeah, that's my reason for not scoring in the majority of games I've ever played. That's why I
0: don't play in Brazil. It's my <laughs> heart. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's the issue. That's <laughs> the issue. But yeah... It, it was sad that he didn't get to see. It would have been a nice kind of. Obviously, uh, I wanted Messi to win a World Cup. Like, um, because I thought like this is the perfect way to retire. He's not retired. He's still in the game. Yeah. He still wants to play. So I think he's he's playing in the next uh, Copa America for Argentina.
0: Given another two years, definitely. Yeah,
1: I think so. Um, but that would have been like a lovely, like say Brazil ended up winning the World Cup. And Pele got to experience that because he died shortly, after the day after the final or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. Like, But fuck, could you imagine? I don't
0: know, if he had a day sooner, he could have watched the finals, Maradona.
1: Oh, God. It's very morbid, but very funny as a well. Just <laughs> <moment>. a <laughs>
0: And George Best there, too. That's true. Ah, he's probably in the pub He'd just that. <laughs> yeah. He was
1: never really interested in football. <laughs> yeah, he's probably just, just scouting around the Miss World competitions in... <laughs> And Up let's face it, if the stories of
0: George Bess are to be true, maybe not in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. How did my dog get it? Uh, hey, uh, hey.
1: <laughs> just fucking... Did <laughs> like, you ever heard of that? I like, made you face. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm
0: gonna swear. laughs> More people watch me than when like, you're fucking church, okay? Let's
1: go. Okay. Just, fu- just fucking bribe the St. Peter or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Saint Peter, I
0: enjoyed your... Uh, your S- slight knowledge of Catholicism. Yeah, who's I was
1: the just Saint. Uh, who's the Bouncer, who's the, bouncer? <laughs> the patron Saint of Bouncers yeah. <laughs> Wrong shoes, mate. You're not getting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're bargain stocks. You're not getting into heaven, mate. No sliders.
0: <laughs> um, I, uh, I once rocked up to a, a nightclub when I, was, when I was about nineteen or twenty, and I had like, a Converse on. The Bouncer was like, I'm, "I can't let you in, mate. You have the wrong shoes on." And yep. I was like. It's
1: not a bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, Needless to say, is I true. didn't get in, but I enjoyed my quip. Yeah, exactly. And soldered <laughs> <You> off co- <laughs> back to the alley where I was it. Yeah, you ran away, clicked your heels. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> so, yeah, um, big things that have been covered so far. Obviously, um, quite big things of, you know, World Cup winners and one of the best football players of all time, dying. Now, moving on. To the important news. Okay. Comedians boxing. Yeah. Let's talk about this. This should be fun. So. I
0: mean, we're going to be the 900th podcast to do so. Oh, well. Let's do it. Hey,
1: it's nothing like being late to the party.
0: Strike while the iron is hard to work with.
1: Right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Strike while the iron has been quenched in water and has now gathered dust. <laughs> it's in the shop already. <laughs>
0: You're just breaking the thing that was there.
1: <laughs> now, uh, so yes, uh, friend of the podcast, Mickey Bartlett. Uh, Orga- uh, did he organise it? I think or Mickey
0: picks the idea and then him and Shane kind around it. Yeah, yeah, so... Mickey this, this, this has took a lot of time to get off
1: the ground. Mickey's the idea guy, but Shane is the one that's making it happen. Um uh, Yeah, so in the Ulster Hall in, what date is it? The 11th? Yes. The 11th of February, which is like a month away. Yes, it is. Which is crazy. It's sold out in five minutes that is or crazy something like it. that. In uh, the very much historic... Um, Ulster Hall in Belfast
0: I always said I wanted to play the Ulster Hall this is not what I meant
1: <laughs> exactly and yeah I would love to open for someone in the Ulster Hall but the way I'm uh, <laughs> how I'm involved in the boxing is never anything I thought would ever happen in my well, life well with
0: a bit of luck and of opening for somebody I will be opening somebody
1: up <laughs> yeah, there we go so let, let's go uh, let's run down through the matches okay and um, uh, so hang on hang on are you going to be like down the bookies before we say here yeah, I don't know uh, <laughs> that was um that that uh, comment you put up on Facebook about someone looking odds for <laughs>
0: oh yeah somebody said uh, that that what are make, the odds in these? yeah and I said yeah the odds are anyone backing this is fucking <laughs> odd. <laughs> odd
1: as fuck yeah so um, would you say this is the this is the main event the party against Ronan.
0: Yeah, I think so, because that's two boys who have done a bit of stuff before. Yeah, Ronan, but yeah, Paddy's. Former MMA fighter, Paddy trained a bit and you know, he did a bit of boxing when he was younger, as I think all people in West Belfast have. Yeah. It's like so. on the curriculum. Yeah. I don't know. Tried, I don't... Sorry, sorry give it his proper name.
1: Baxon. Baxon.
0: Not boxing, Baxon.
1: Um, it, it's hard to look past Ronan, right? Well, he's not that big. <laughs> well, no, he is a big guy, like.
0: Oh, I thought it was a fat joke. No, no, no,
1: like, no, no, no. As in he is very intimidating. Like, if he was the bouncer that you were like, it's not a bowling alley, I think he would have kicked your fucking. I like. think
0: they're both former bouncers. The boys are <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: The battle of the bouncers. <laughs>
0: yeah. But have no tie to take off the t-shirt down the street. Oh, No, I think, honestly, sort of the vibe I'm getting on, I hate the fact that I, as a 37-year-old man, have used the word vibe, seems to be that it's, it's sort of weird, it's kind of hard to gauge because some people are taking it super seriously and then, other people are just like, sure here, a bit of fun.
1: Yeah, a bit of crack. Yeah.
0: So we'll see what happens. I I, I think um from doing a white collar before the, the gloves are too heavy. It's it's more of an annoyance to get punched. I don't think anyone's getting knocked out. It's just like, like big pillows on the yeah. end of your fists, essentially. It's actually quite frustrating because when you're trying to box for and the other thing as well is for all the training that the boxers are gonna receive, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be brilliant advice from world champions and high standard boxers, um, the issue is when that bell rings Remembering everything. Remember everything, and then just the crowd shouting. You're trying to remember. Breathe. You've got a gumshoe shield. In, you've got a head going on. You can't really hear. You've got these things in your fists. Trying to remember so much stuff. It's gonna look like two drugs fighting over a chip.
1: I cannot wait to see it. Yeah. Um. Next round is Shane Todd, friend of the podcast. He's been on before with other friend of the pod. They're all friends of the pod. I don't know they why. Are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody. yeah um. Uh, against Johnny Bow. Yeah. Jonathan Bomethan.
0: Jonathan Bow, a man made entirely of elbows. <laughs> I've <laughs> ever seen Johnny play football is he a wee dancer he, so he really is he might as a
1: doesn't track back as oh Jesus at all so there could be a uh, you reminded me of that that's really annoying. I it. know <laughs> exactly I remember Um, where was it was it Oxford Sunnyside that we were doing yes and it's like you, you were getting like a fucking sore throat by just screaming to track back them um I don't know about this. I think this is probably the most equal in terms of uh kind of physique slash weight class. Too skinny her <laughs> Pretty much. I think
0: that's the official box in terminology. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I'm i I'm going Johnny. Do you know what? You wanna go Johnny for this one? And I have no idea.
0: I don't wanna make any predictions because I think I could be totally surprised. My main hope is that my fight gets pulled on early so me and Maggie can just sit having tents in the balcony watching, watching the rest of the people hammer each other. That's my plan.
1: Yeah, that would be good. I I'm looking forward to all of these pretty much. Um the next one, Mickey Bartlett against Mark McCartney. Um
0: I'd say Mickey's probably training for a bit, but a dark horse though. He's a big ignorant culture like myself. <laughs> I think one good slap could be a it.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I reckon he could take a punch as well.
0: It could be, a, yeah. He's definitely he's from thrown, He's been punched several times. I don't, I don't know. Just from nighttime. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going. Gi- <laughs> <school.
1: laughs> I'm giving that one as a draw.
0: Draws are quite hard to come by in
1: boxing, sure. I, I I assume I don't know one one. I don't know. Unless well, it's
0: going to be a, is it rocky two where they both hit each other at the same time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, mutual knockouts. That's what I'm going for. But oh, it's well, just through really la- <laughs> just through cardio <laughs> issues. Um, right, Pete Geffen against uh, Sean Haggerty. The Battle of the Lurganites. You
0: need a better name for that, don't we?
1: What, the Battle of the Lurganites? Lur- is
0: it a Lurganite? Is
1: that joke? I think so. It's not what I am, but yeah, I think that's... F- someone from Lurgan is called Lurganite.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Sean is a very sort of traditionally fit person. He does 5Ks, he plays football. Yeah, and he's very, he good, very good at football. And
1: yeah, um, We were playing five-a-side in Lurgan, and he uh, made me his bitch, essentially.
0: Principal Skinner? <laughs>
1: Skinner, left me. Like, it was almost embarrassing, like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hmm, I don't know, what are you thinking?
1: I reckon, out of the two of them, the person I would least like to get hit by is Pete. I reckon he could do internal bleeding from one punch. Oh yeah, a heavyweight boxer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so but then Sean is, cardio is not an issue. Yeah, that's true as well. I think cardio is going to be an issue
0: for everybody, mm. except Sean. Sean. Uh, except for Sean, yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: Cormac. Uh, but we'll get to that at the end. That's true,
0: though. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know if he's trail. Uh, I don't know. I reckon I'll give it to Sean. Like... Okay. I'm not
0: making any predictions. I'm just going to... I'm I I just going to put your scorecard. <laughs> <grinding> <laughs> it, so, that's really it.
1: Exactly, right. Uh, uh, Heather Anderson against Sarah G. Davidson. I've never seen
0: any of the two of them fight. No. They might be two of the nicest people I know. So, I'm like, I don't know if you're <laughs> going to have the, the heart to do it.
1: Uh, I'm giving it to Heather. She's got the heart of a champion. Think so? Yeah, probably. I don't know.
0: Or you think she's going to be like a red, just like a red mist descends and oh, yeah, she yeah. comes to, what happened? <laughs> you killed her, Heather. You killed her.
1: Um, moving on, there is the next one. Sean McAlevey against injury time zone Darren Matthews. Oh, so you're
0: backing me for this one, aren't you? Uh, am I? Well, I'm backing myself because you have to. Yeah. <laughs> you're never going to win anything if you go in thinking you're going to lose. Put it that way, kids. Exactly. Nobody <laughs> surprise wins. Fuck all.
1: <laughs> Although we get some surprise <laughs> listens on this podcast, that is true. Um, no, yeah, no, I'm giving it to you. Obviously, you have the disadvantages of being asthmatic and short. Uh, you're and, not yeah. really that short.
0: Shorter, yeah. I,
1: believe it. Uh, I mean, like it, it's just personality flaws that you have that are the real issue. Yeah, yeah, medical issues. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't really come into boxing, like that. they're not flaws. They're both like disorders, really. <laughs> like. We're talking um, about personality stuff. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, one of those things where uh, looking at it it's hard to pick between you because you're both you're both sporting you both play for East Belfast so yeah But yeah.
0: Um. somebody was saying is like I think Sean called something about like the battle for Nuri and I was like well no because you're from Bessbrook too oh. he, he grew up across the road from me so I was just like, surely the Battle of Esports. Yeah, the Battle of Esports, yeah. Alliteration. Yeah, yeah. that uh, alliteration work. means, but never mind. Yeah, you
1: know it, but it works perfectly. That's true. Um, what else we got? Um, we got Rachel McPeak against Claire Corrigan.
0: I who's, I don't know who's going to call out because I know Claire is working, so I don't know if she's able to actually train. Yeah,
1: yeah, she's like Diamond Cork or something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, you got to get me to Rachel, because, I don't know, she's training like it's Rocky Five.
0: Yeah, it's just cool for it, isn't she? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like when Sylvester Stallone actually needed to kind of stretch before, like, doing uh, any of the, like, rehearsing for any of the movies. That's the way it kind of feels. Yeah, well,
0: they're doing all that sort of stuff. So that's what I'm saying, different levels of stuff people are training more than others. and I mean, real life gets the way as well. Oh, yeah, yeah true. Are, like, yeah, yeah. having to do jobs and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, having a, you know, pet stupid mortgage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and finally, we've got Ian Thompson against Cormac McGermida. So... Both friends of the podcast, both have been on this podcast before. Yeah,
0: I was thinking more so. So, like, Ian, Ian's an outdoorsy kind of guy. He really he is. He works outdoors, he's he, he very naturally strong.
1: He takes shits outdoors. Yeah, that's um, true. this is true.
0: We've uh, you know, the bear in the woods is Catholic. Mm. I can't remember the saying. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I think that could be good because Cormac does marathons. He does, yes. So he, that could be. Tw- 26 miles. 26 miles. I don't know if he's up the marathon train at the minute, but he would be back, so he, he'd probably be able to get the cardio up pretty quick. But then Ian's just a, probably quite a strong bloke from the working outside. Uh,
1: he is, to my knowledge. He's wire, yeah. be the word I would use. Yeah, and My like grandfather was wire. Yeah, and there's, uh, like, he stopped smoking, so the whole cardio probably wouldn't be a massive issue with Ian. And uh, he did something like 100 push ups a day. For, like, the month of December or something Yeah, but like
0: then he tore like, one of his muscles doing that? Yeah.
1: Okay, that's probably not the best look for Ian, then. Yeah. Um,
0: so, if I was Cormac, I would say, ask him what tit hurts and just punch my
1: <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> Just rabbit punch that, did he? Um, yeah. Oh, fuck. I want to say Ian, but, like, uh, Cormac is completely, like... Insane. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. He's, he's another Westie. He's a lot of Westies. I, don't, I think he might be the only Westie who hasn't previously boxed.
1: Ooh, okay. And, uh, Ian's from Crumlin and you know what that means. Uh, uh, yeah, but, uh, well, yes, but... Yeah, no, is that not like... Yeah, Andy Town Light? He keeps doing that bit about it being like Andy Town Light. Um, it's just people have been put out of the West. Oh, I
0: was going to say people <laughs> who can afford to leave the West. But that's <laughs> <what> I <mean. laughs> yeah. No, I, I think overall, the, the main point is that we're all doing it for Pips, which is an amazing charity here in Belfast. Of course. Be the... We did the comedy gig for last year for the Northern Ireland Mental Health Arts mm-hmm. Festival. And needless to say, it went so well, we haven't been asked to do it again this oh, year. Oh yes, and
1: uh, <laughs> did we talk about that?
0: Uh, on my feedback sheet? <laughs> no, we uh, we got told not to talk about certain things, didn't we? Uh, no, somebody said to me after that they felt that some of the acts were a bit disrespectful to the, <laughs> to the theme. And I was like, do you know who doesn't give a shit about how disrespectful we are? The people were giving the money to. <laughs> that's going to help people that are actually affected by this, yeah, yeah, not by. Uh how you feel about yeah, it Yeah, yeah, yeah So Exactly
1: uh, It was almost like They were annoyed About uh, people voicing Their opinions on mental health Who have the mental health problems Yeah <laughs> Like The the charity is helping out The comedians That are making money For the charity I, I don't get that but. Yeah
0: So we did, yeah, we did that gig last year And uh, Northern Ireland Mental Health Arts Festival Is on again this year we mm-hmm. see it Yeah like Please support we're it really really Yeah cool stuff on Yeah I just thought it was funny Because it was nobody Connected to the festival It was like a bit of feedback They got And I was just <laughs> like Oh come on <laughs> Um, but I know Pips is an amazing charity uh, I've done a bit of stuff for them down in Newark where I'm from and then they've got the one up here in Belfast as well uh, a fantastic service should you ever need it give them a Google don't be free to find out about it and that's one of the reasons that we're so we're doing that whole thing we're going to we fill the Ulster Hall and any money raised goes straight to that yeah perfect. I don't even have, I'm, I'm paying for my own coach <laughs> because my coach is me so
1: <laughs> I will give you a lift to the Ulster Hall <laughs> We i left home not left in. <laughs> I I will pick up the tab in the Royal later on that night, um, <laughs> after you go visit Sean McAlevey's corpse. <laughs> uh, and yes,
0: boy.
1: We've got all over. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true, very true. Right, well, that's pretty much us for the intro. Uh, not not the not the whole thing. We've we've got a lot still to cover. Um, but yeah, any any other? I mean, like it's it has been a year since we've covered any sports related things. Uh, Oh,
0: I got to do the waterfall with Patty McDonald. That that's was really good, nice. but that's not
1: sports related. Uh, okay, I'm just bragging. Sports. <laughs>
0: uh, sports related. Uh, oh, try I tried Aussie rules. Yes, you have. I joined the East Coast Eagles, which was a fantastic team, lovely social group. Uh, <laughs> well, they let me pick my own squad number.
1: I get let me guess. Yeah, so, yeah. sixty nine. Yeah, um, of course, they're, cause they're idiots. So, <laughs> so have have you been finding that?
0: Uh, it's brilliant it's really really fun it's it's uh, it's basically GM mixed with rugby mixed with attempted murder <laughs> well, it's good fun it suits me and if you miss you get a point anyway how nice of that
1: exactly right it's a yeah. participation sport of award
0: Aussies are very positive though so I'm, I'm getting used to that mm. you know because obviously I've come from a Gaelic background where yeah know, like, I, like I once missed a free kick in a, in a county final and you know somebody on the touchline to threatened to kill my family mm. now that was weird because you know, was he
1: wearing a army uniform for no, no no I no mean, back then <laughs>
0: yeah. no it was weird because um, number one it was my own coach mm. number two the coach was my dad <laughs> and number three I thought it was a bit much for number 12 man. is
1: that an old bit no it's a new bit yeah, I was going to say definitely, <laughs> keep is yeah. definitely keep that definitely keep that Okay, so, this story time, it's blending two things that I'm a big fan of. Very dark stories, and sports. (laughs) Two of my favourite things.
0: You made me tense with it because I know what the story's about. Oh, yeah. Two of my favourite things, (laughs) I was like,
1: oh god. Oh, no. Um, Today we're talking... Today we are talking about uh, the Euroground rugby team that crashed in the Andes in 1972. Now, we're going to try, well, I'm going to try and approach this with obviously a lot of respect because there's people that died and stuff like that. It's not, it's not a nice story. Do I have to do? No, no, it's fine. Oh, that's okay. You can be ignorant. It's fine. Um... So yeah, we're going. We're going to chat about this. There's um. There's a lot of talk about um. A plane crash, uh, people dying, and ultimately cannibalism. Some people may sound that that may sound you know like a good old story. Other people, if you don't want to listen, we're just giving you a warning. And also
0: an excellent
1: movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Alive, wasn't it? Alive. Yeah. I've never seen it, but um, you'd think I'd watch it for, for research. This, yeah. For this purposes? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yes, today we're talking about the Uruguayan Air Force Flight... F- uh, the There's too many Fs. It's the alliteration thing again. Okay, so just, just go back. Yeah, yeah. The Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571. There we go. There we go. I'm very happy. Um it was a chartered flight from Montevideo in Uruguay bound for Santiago, Chile, and it was chartered by the All Christians Club rugby union team. Okay. Yeah. Which um was the uh with research was founded by the Christian brothers. So, you could have been involved if you lived in Montevideo. No, I, I didn't even go to Christian Brothers
0: school. <laughs> did so. you not?
1: No. Oh, I thought you did. Was there no one in there's, there's a Christian Brothers in Nuri, but I
0: didn't. Yeah, did. oh,
1: okay. Okay. I just assumed you, <laughs> you just went anything to do with Nuri. I'm like, yeah, that was daring. Um, so, yes, uh, they chartered a, uh, a plane um, to take them to a rugby match in Santiago in Chile. Yeah. Uh, normally, uh, you could drive it, but obviously it's a lot quicker and... Uh, Turned out it was more cost effective if they chartered a plane. Um, So there was about 19 members of the rugby team that traveled. And obviously there was a couple more seats. I think there was like maybe 50 seats in total. Um, So they ended up uh, going like anybody in the local community that also needed to go. They were like, we have spare seats on this plane that's going to San Diego. Yeah, Yeah, well, they didn't advertise it as a death flight. And they were like, if you would like to come, you know. Uh, there's a place there for you and it's probably cheaper than a commercial flight. Yes. So um, there's people who went to attend weddings in Santiago. Uh, there was um, like just other people that were needed to get from Montevideo to uh, Santiago and ended up joining the group. Um, there's some people that paid for their plane ticket but didn't turn up. And boy, are they lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, oh, I missed
0: my flight two hours later. <laughs> <about> that, <but. laughs>
1: yeah, it's kind of like the whole Seth MacFarlane <laughs> thing. Have you ever heard that? Like, he was supposed to be on one of the planes that went into one of the towers in 9-11. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a business
0: meeting? they are supposed to be going
1: somewhere? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he was supposed to be going to LA or wherever the, um, the flight was supposed to go. But um, yeah, it was almost, we could have almost never had American Dad. That made you sad. Oh, I quite like American. That's pretty good. Um, so the flight was carrying 45 passengers, uh, including crew, um, 19 members of the rugby team, uh, along with their families, supporters, and different friends. Three crew members and nine passengers died immediately, and several died. Before the crash? Uh, no, no, this was... a food <laughs> bath? <laughs> chicken or fish? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proper, like... Or, yeah, I'll imagine, like, an airplane sequel, but it is just... <laughs>
0: You
1: can eat chicken raw. No, you can eat fish raw. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, you guys. <laughs> so, yes, um, it was... <clears throat> where have we got here? Uh, yeah, while crossing the Andes in poor weather, kind of jumped the gun there by saying that by the people died, uh, the inexperienced co-pilot uh, was at the controls of the airplane. He mistakenly believed that the aircraft had reached Carousel, where the flight would turn uh, and descend. Um, but then he failed to notice the instrument, the instrument readings indicating that it was still 70 or 60 to 70 kilometers away. Um, he began to descend and the aircraft struck a mountain, shearing off both wings and the tail section, leaving just the fuselage, which is like the big kind of like,
0: the middle bit, the middle bit. bit yeah, Yeah,
1: where everybody, uh, where everybody sits essentially. Um, and, yeah, uh, the remaining portion of the fuselage slid, slid down uh, a glacier at estimated 220 miles per hour. Can you imagine that? That toboggan ride of death. And
0: going the speed of a Formula One car.
1: Yeah, and you know how lo- how far it travelled as well? 725 metres before crashing into the snow and settling.
0: Okay. So it descended about to- so, land, shears off the, the wings, mm-hmm. the tail comes off, mm-hmm. a little toboggan that's left. Mm-hmm. It hits the glacier. Hits the glacier and then travels a further 700 metres before stopping. Mm-hmm. Okay. At, and anyone survive
1: this? At the speed of 220 miles an hour.
0: Okay. That's, a, that's quite quick.
1: Yes. So, um, wasn't great, was it? Uh, three crew members and nine passengers died immediately um, following the uh, initial...
0: Is this like people that were in the, the back section? Uh, the I assume field?
1: so, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the kind of layout in terms of like uh, where the worst... Like it isn't... When you're picturing this, it's not like a big Boeing 747 yep. kind of thing. It... it like, like if, a bus? Yeah. If you look, if you look, like I'm looking at the the photo, and we'll we'll put it up on the Instagram page. Um, the photo of the actual airplane that was used in this situation. You'd be like, ah, I wouldn't trust that to take me to the Isle of Man. Never mind, like across the Andes. Yeah, like, I've i googled
0: this. I've flown on one of these to Manchester. It's <laughs> terrifying. Oh yeah,
1: the the one with the propeller, the propellers on the side. Flyby from Belfast. So it's a oh, yeah, to it's a
0: Fairchild fir, FH. 227D, mm. which, is the way, which is, it looks like a bus with two wings. I had that thing where I was flying on one of those and I didn't realise that to conserve fuel, they only turn on one propeller until it's time to take off. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that and I was sitting in a wing seat <laughs> and then I was just going, like getting ready to take off and I'm looking left going, that engine's not on. <laughs> Should I say something? Yeah. And then right before he goes, it takes off and it takes off. But I was like, oh no. <gasps>
1: that terrifies me. Um, so, um, the wreck was after um it, it was discovered uh the initial like because it was it still had radio contact um with the airport that was in uh what was that place uh Mon- mendoza okay. that it was supposed to refuel before uh, making it to uh, santiago they had radio contact with them and it went down, and they sent out a. Um, I'm not sure if it was a helicopter or another plane to try and find them as like a spotter, a, yeah, as a rescue mission. But because it was in the Andes, it landed in a glacier, and it was a white um, plane. White plane. So they couldn't see it. They couldn't see it. So uh, all in all, the whole ordeal lasted 72 days.
0: That's how long it took them to find them. Yes,
1: 72 days, and how they found them is another story um, the survivors extre- uh, suffered extreme hardships including starvation mm-hmm. exposure
0: well they fixed the starvation
1: thing oh well we'll get to that uh, exposure to the elements which is never good and Darren an avalanche oh
0: for fuck's
1: sake which you could assume that you know in a snowy condition that that's probably uh, quite a high likelihood that that might happen
0: it's probably on Monday
1: uh, it led to the deaths of 13 more people that avalanche okay so they're very lucky to have anyone. Um, but yes, as you previously stated, and we were talking about there, uh, the remaining passengers resorted to cannibalism mm-hmm. as the weather improved at the uh, uh, with the arrival of late spring. Because obviously uh, it's in the southern hemisphere, so different kind of um you're you're up in the mountains because it is like the Andes it's pretty much like the Himalayas in South America, um. Uh, very snowy and stuff like that, but you also have to remember there was hot winds and stuff like that because essentially it is springtime for them. Gotcha. Um, uh, as the weather improved with the arrival of late spring, two survivors um, climbed a 4,650 metre mountain peak without gear and hiked a further 10 days to get to Chile, travelling 61 kilometres or 38 miles, and on the 23rd of December 1972, two months after the fucking crash... The last of the 16 survivors were rescued.
0: So it takes off going to Chile. hmm Takes off from... Um, they're from Peru? Uh,
1: no, montevideo no, in No, they're,
0: they're Uruguay, mm-hmm. Or Uruguay. They're going there. It crashes in Argentina? Is that what that yes, is? Yes,
1: yeah, in the Andes.
0: And there were no secret Nazi bases that they kind of Na- had to... Oh,
1: well, they pro- like the Nazi bases probably wouldn't be happy if they yeah. were
0: there who's these bright people yeah exactly doing? exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> even though they're in their own country very strange um uh yes so that happened uh the initial crash killed a couple of people um the hardship of not having enough food um the elements uh like obviously being in a frozen condition uh a further avalanche and two people having to trek what was that? Sixty one kilometers.
0: Yeah, that and this is while starving in the elements with no mm-hmm. gear. Yeah. So hang on, I just wanna, I just wanna sort of do this for. Ten
1: days um, it took them to get to Chile.
0: Yeah, I um, well, I mean now it's just a fifteen hour flight. But um, <laughs> so let me see. How big did you say that Mount was? I just want to do a little comparison. The Andes. The one that the one that they hiked over. So they, they obviously crashed in the Andes, which is basically the spine of the entire yeah. continent of South America. Four thousand six
1: hundred fifty meters or fifteen thousand feet.
0: 15,000 feet? hmm
1: 15,260.
0: Okay. So, 4,000 what metres? Uh,
1: 4,650.
0: Okay, just for comparison, mm-hmm. Steve Donard, the highest mountain in Northern Ireland, is 850 metres. <laughs> and you mean, that, you're knackered going over that, like...
1: Oh, well, I, I will never get over it, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like Johnny Damon joining the Yankees. I'll so never get over it. It's not like they
0: the biggest one on the Yankees, but it was just a pretty big mountain. So. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That is... Uh, insane and uh, yeah well should we get into the cannibalism
0: i mean not personally but i mean <laughs> we kind of-
1: now um i think it is uh important to make the distinction that this is accidental cannibalism um because you will hear some stories of uh purposeful um, cannibalism and i think the main difference is, hey, 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 is there accidental cannibalism yeah i i will i will in my head there is a distinct difference between the two and that distinct difference is seasoning okay so if you season a human uh, a piece of human flesh to eat it that is purposeful cannibalism okay when you're doing it to survive that's accidental cannibalism because you're not going out uh, wanting this to happen essentially.
0: Okay. Was it? Was there? I mean, obviously, it's like a Christian Brothers. Did any of the priests survive? It could be like, I forgive you, my son, and then you just get stuck in. Uh,
1: I don't know. There was no priests that were, like, at the flight. Interrupted. Okay. But uh, well, I, I, I don't. I'm not a priest, so I don't know. Yep. Um. But there were. Um. So there was a doctor on board. Did he die? And two junior doctors. Yes. The two junior doctors survived, but the, the uh, doctor died.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, at least they could show you the bit you should be eating.
1: True. Very true. It's like, yeah, don't eat the gallbladder. It's... Yeah. Well, it's I don't know. But, yeah. Pancreas, <laughs> you'll get an insulin spike and stuff. So, um, moving on to the cannibalism story. Uh, the survivors had very little food. Eight chocolate bars, a tin of mussels. Okay. Is that a normal thing?
0: A tin of mussels? Yeah. Well, a tin of mussels. Well, definitely
1: something about it. Um, Three small jars of jam, a tin of almonds, a few dates candies dried plums and several bottles of wine and that's all they had like they took that as like i don't know a snack while they were it's a a flight snack yeah and
0: also this is obviously such a big thing where this plane wasn't able to make this journey in one go oh yeah stop to refuel yeah that's mental
1: it is crazy and it's uh Uh, it is, it's not that far of a distance. It would say it would be like, I don't know, going from Germany to Portugal or something like that. If you, if you think about it in that kind of distance wise, but it's the elevation they needed to get through to get past the Andes. And there was the, I think, the limit that that kind of plane could go in terms of altitude was 28,000 feet. Okay. And it was at like 26 that you needed the bare minimum to get over the peak of the Andes that they were going.
0: I mean, it's like thinner, isn't it? Yeah. So the, the engines are working overhead just to stay
1: up there. Exactly, yeah. So okay. um, during the days following the crash, uh, they divided it into small amounts to make their meagre supply last as long as possible. And uh, there was one person, Parado, um, who ate a single chocolate-covered peanut over a three-day period? Well, which you know,
0: yeah, because for your first few days, you're gonna be like, sit tight, we'll wait for the rescue team to arrive. Yeah, when they're they coming, and they've already said that the the rescue team have flown over them yeah. like several times.
1: Yeah. So that ain't good and even with strict rationing uh, the food stock dwindled quickly there was no vegetation and there was no animals uh, on either the glacier or any of the snow-covered mountains uh. the food ran out after a week which to be fair to have a week's worth of food even if it's rationed that that was essentially a godsend
0: it's impressive
1: yeah um and the group tried to eat parts of the airplane so they resorted to every single possible thing they could do before they had to get the cannibalism it's just like eating the
0: leather of your shoes and all that stuff exactly
1: yep yeah, uh, they ate uh, parts of the airplane such as the cotton inside the seats and the le- the leather of people's shoes Um, but um, like when you do that it, it just makes people ill you know you're not going to be able to sustain yourself on cotton. On cotton. Man cannot live by cotton alone.
0: As the sites found out in the
1: American Civil War. <laughs> there you go. Um, knowing the rescue efforts had been called off uh, and facing starvation and death, those still alive agreed that should they die, the others might consume their bodies to live. So this is one of the things where... Say, I don't know, we're we're going to gig in Hilltown and we have to go over the morns. Okay. And... We have a conversation before we get in the car that if one of us dies, we can eat the other one.
0: Okay. I mean, you're like, hey, if this goes wrong. Exactly. And I,
1: I think this is like possibly the most, I don't know, sobering thing is that they had a discussion about this. Yeah. Well, that, that was just kind of the way it was going. I'm sure there were people who were still badly injured. Yeah. But who like, brings yeah. that up? Who's the first person to go like, I know what we're all thinking, you know? Yeah. There's no McDonald's on this that mountaintop. So, if worst comes to worst, you can eat my frozen body. That's, it's mental, like...
0: Well, you want to eat them before you freeze, too.
1: Aye, true, true. Although, yeah, the meat's not going to go off quickly. Oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, The meat's not going to go off quickly, like...
0: Fair, with that cold. Yeah, true. I'm generally surprised more than, than obviously, just, I mean, you say about the elements and stuff, people freeze to death. So, it must have just been such a survival camp. I mean... Were they were they able to like light fires? I know you have to melt snow to drink. You can't eat snow. You have to yeah. melt it
1: down. Uh, and when you do that too, there is um, different like pollutants and stuff like that that you can get from it, and you definitely can't eat it, or you'll just get like loads of blisters in your mouth. I don't eat the elves. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I've been told that before. Yeah. Um, so the group survived by collectively deciding to eat the flesh of the bodies of their dead comrades. Um, this decision was not taken lightly, as most of the dead were classmates, close friends, or even relatives which is yeah it just adds another layer to this whole fucking cake of despair.
0: Hang on, you think this is less psychologically psychologically damaging if you're like I can eat a stranger?
1: Yeah, I would like I would rather eat someone I had no emotional connection to to someone I grew up with. Fair enough, 100% yeah. and I don't think that's a bad thing to say either we went dark quick <laughs> yeah we really did yeah. I, um, like this is the first episode but we, <laughs> there's got to be something later we could uh, nope nope and this was coming for a while because we were thinking about doing this episode for ages Um, so uh, they used broken glass from the aircraft windshield as a cutting tool um, and uh, one of the um, survivors Kinesa, um, set an example by swallowing a matchstick sized strip of frozen, fle- fl- frozen flesh Later on, several others did the same. The next day, more survivors ate meat offered to them, but some refused, and the others couldn't keep it down, and they ended up dying.
0: Yeah,
1: well, that's, that's what happens in uni. Parado is uh, one of the, I think he was one of the junior doctors, um, protected the corpses of his sister and his mother, and they were never eaten. So there was, it wasn't like a frenzied kind of like. Yeah, out, well, that's out of the way. way. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um and they were never eaten. Uh, the meat dried in the sun, which apparently made it more palatable. I, human jerky. I, I hate that there's yeah. time to think
0: about this. Exactly.
1: Um. Uh, well, when you're kind of stranded in the Andes mountains, you got time to think. Um. They were initially so revolted by the experience that they could only eat the skin. Okay. Muscle and fat. Uh, when the supply of flesh was diminished, they also ate. Oh God, hearts, lungs, and brains. Okay. So the So they actually ran
0: out of like flesh bits?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Because like I I, I think it's a thing where you you're not like as bad as this, sound, you're not opening up another packet before you finish the first one.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: as bad as that fucking sounds, oh, I'm like laugh at that. <laughs> all of the passengers were Roman Catholic and some feared eternal, uh, eternal damnation. Yeah, but I mean, dude, I was just Catholic. Eternal damnation for
0: everything. Exactly. You enjoying yourself, yeah, eternal
1: damnation. Yeah, but apparently, some of them justified it to other people by saying it's exactly like eating the blood of, or the body of Christ, uh, and like and said this was a religious experience. So well, that's weird. That, they they that's essentially it. turned it into communion. Yeah,
0: that, that's a bit of uh, psychological damage as well. It,
1: that really is. Imagine, like, that, that's that's crazy. Uh, so just after they had started with the cannibalism, that's pretty much us uh, done with uh, all stories of cannibalism and was, e- humans eating other humans. That was gross. Um, 70 days after the crash near the midnight in the 29th of October. So this is like a month after they crashed. That's when the first avalanche struck. Oh, Jesus. I know. As as uh, some of the survivors were staying in the fl- fuselage, and they were asleep when it happened because it was at the dead of night. Okay. So I assume it is probably someone going for a piss at the middle of the night that has started this whole avalanche. I
0: was Just like it's two days around the valley,
1: <sighs> straight down. Mm. So that killed eight people, um, and uh, one of them was uh, the the guy's mother who ended up passing away okay and that they didn't eat so um so completely buried the fuselage with the interior up to one meter off the roof so that's how deep it was right so if you imagine like and i'm sure it was snowing and stuff like that since the crash uh crash on the glacier uh into the mountain um they get there um whatever altitude that is uh, snow probably the from the 29 days that it took for the avalanche to happen and then the avalanche happens and it's buried one metre deep under snow
0: okay that's a pretty intense image
1: right. yeah
0: yeah. And I, I've actually just remembered uh, we're like we're done with the cannibalism i just remembered something from the movie don't know if it's true uh-huh. but it, might have, it may have been the Hollywood version of it uh-huh. I think Ethan Hawke plays the guy yeah yeah he's in it and he said there's a bit where the first person that they go to like a bit of is the pilot because uh-huh. he's like, Well, he got us into this. But yeah, you just told me that's the co pilot, so um, there you go. Yeah, well, uh, it's know, a I'm piloting so, party, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also, hey, pilot, don't let the don't don't say the inexperienced guy, but like, do you want to go? Yeah, exactly. Like-
1: <laughs> um, so uh, two of um, the survivors hiked for several days. First, they were unable uh, to reach the narrow valley uh, that they had seen at the top of the mountain, to um, and they found the source of the Rio San Jose um which is a river i want to say okay um that uh that borders between our argentina and chile um and they eventually found it uh and were able to you know get people to go like hey (laughs) we're up here yeah and we would like some help
0: yeah they found someone else and was like the rest of them are back they there somewhere because i mean how would they I was going to say, are they experienced mountaineers? How do they know
1: no, where everyone is? No, none of them are survivors. They just kind of were just like, I mean, like, they're not burgers and Ray mears yeah, yeah, yeah. They just standard down. It's like, here, the place where we came from there, um, about 61 kilometres away, um, and three, like I don't know, three of my friends' yeah. bodies away. Um. Uh, there's, it's basically a uh, you
0: or I get dropped on a mountain, we're like, Oh, yeah, do? yeah.
1: I would send you... No, actually, no, that would be really bad because, like, you probably... Like, with the the altitude and stuff like that, Um, like, it would be harder for you to breathe. Oh, yeah. Um, my heart probably wouldn't work right. We'd be fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I didn't have
0: my tailor with me, and that's only going to buy me some time.
1: Exactly. Don't eat my heart because there's a lot of plastic in it. Oh, know. yeah, I forgot about that. So just remember that. Um. So uh, the news was relayed um to Army Command in San Fernando in Chile. Uh, who contacted the army in santiago and then the two people that hiked all the way from the crash site to santiago in chile um were led on horseback to caracao um where they were fed and allowed to rest because uh they had hiked all that since the plane crash and they had almost now this is the scary thing but also sounds very appetizing um had lost almost half their body weight about 44 kilos
0: Okay. No, if I if I drop forty four kilos, I'd be
1: not well. Uh, if I drop forty four kilos, I would still need to drop another three kilos. That's not <laughs> <a thing. laughs> Um, So, the helicopter rescue, uh, when the news broke about the people that survived the crash of the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571, the story of the passenger's survival after 72 days uh, drew international attention. Uh, You weren't alive back then, so you won't remember. I talked to my mum about this, and she goes like, I have no idea what you're talking about, so never made it to Belfast. (laughs) I only
0: remember the the movie. Yeah.
1: Um, A flood of international reporters began walking several kilometres along the route which sounds stupid. Um, the reporter, the reporters clamored to interview um, the two people that uh, walked all the way from the crash site into Santiago uh, uh, to talk about their survival ordeal. Um, the Chilean Air Force provided Bell uh one helicopters to assist the rescue. Okay. Uh, they flew in heavy cloud cover under instruction, uh, instrument control to Los Minetas de Carousel, where the army interviewed um, the two people who made the hike. When the fog lifted about noon, Freda, um volunteered to lead the helicopters to the crash site, so he obviously must have remembered how to get there. Yeah. Uh, Retraced the steps almost, uh, I don't know. I was going to say, imagine he kept just like a loaf of bread for breadcrumbs. <laughs> We can't eat this. This is my breadcrumb bread. Yeah,
0: this is my trail. Won't this get buried in the snow? Shut up, Steve. <laughs> You're been so negative.
1: I'm gonna eat the fuck out of you, Steve.
0: <laughs> my main thought when you said this was that so they were flying to play the game. They didn't even play the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm just imagining the other team killing out on the pitch. Like, Where the
1: f-? Oh, fucking, they could have said. <laughs> yeah, seventies. We've got phones. Oh. We've got a rang ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh. On the afternoon of December 22nd, 1972, just before Christmas, two helicopters carrying uh, search and rescue personnel reached the survivors on the steep terrain, only permitted the pilot to touch down with a single skid. Um, during the altitude and weight limits, the two helicopters were able to take only half the survivors. Four members of each search party team volunteered to stay with the seven survivors remaining on the mountain. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be
0: like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. just stay, I'll come back. Yeah, like-
1: yeah, no. I would be... Swap with me for an hour. I would be hanging on to the yeah. thing. I would not. I would not let them go. So
0: like, hey, you're fine and healthy. Let me on the helicopter and you wait here. We'll come back for you. And I'd be like, no, no, no. I, I've, I've, I've got my... This is bungled. It's a very, it's a very uh, expensive <laughs> kit. I'm not sure how to get it off again. I'll come
1: back. But the worst thing was, the people that stayed there had to spend one last night in the fuselage that they dug out after the avalanche. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. How could you sleep?
0: No wonder like, Oh, they're coming back tomorrow, boys? <laughs> they said they're coming back, right? Yeah. <laughs> a Christmas Eve for plane crash
1: survivors. Um, but luckily for them, the second flight of helicopters arrived the following morning at daybreak and they carried the remaining uh, survivors to hospitals in Santiago for a evaluation and they were treated for a variety of conditions, including <clears throat> altitude sickness, dehydration, frostbite, broken bones, scurvy, malnutrition, and gangrene.
0: Scurvy. Well, I suppose yeah, that makes sense. No, no, no vitamins in the old uh, human flesh.
1: Yeah, very true. Um, uh,
0: gangrene. Okay, that's injuries. Broken. Bones. So somebody was up there with a broken bone. Yeah. Broken bones. Uh. From from days. from the
1: crash. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably where they got the gangrene from. Yeah just an infection yeah. altitude sickness obviously from being so high up Um, dehydration not drinking enough water frostbite obviously super cold Uh, scurvy and malnutrition obviously Um, the last of the remaining survivors was rescued on the 23rd of December 1972 almost two months after the crash okay so imagine taking two months so
0: let's let's bring these facts and figures back up so some of these people who survived two months 45 people on the plane Mm mm-hmm Um, Yeah, that's not a big list of survivors.
1: Yeah, not at all. And under normal circumstances, the search and rescue team would have brought back the remains of the dead for burial. However, given the circumstances, including that the bodies were in Argentina, the Chilean rescuers left the bodies at the site until authorities could make the necessary decisions. The Chilean military photographed the bodies and mapped the area for further use.
0: Oh, yeah, because it's kind of... I mean, that's like international incident. It you is. You can't be an army just land in someone else's
1: country. Yeah, it is. It, so it has spanned uh, three different countries from Uruguay, where when they take off, everything's rosy and they think it's great, uh, to Argentina, where the shit hits the fan, yeah. and Chile is where everything is pretty much discovered. Now, um, just as a bit of a, I don't know, bookend to um, this story time, um. Upon being rescued, the survivors initially explained that they had eaten some cheese and other food that they had carried with them, and local plants and herbs, but obviously that was found out to be a lie. Yeah, and um, it's like, there's plants up there, Yeah. They're like, shut up. Yeah. They planned to discuss the details of how they survived, including their cannibalism in private with their families, okay. but rumours circulated in Monte immediately after the rescue that the survivors had killed some of the others for food. On the 23rd of December, news reports of cannibalism were published worldwide, except in Uruguay. And on St. Stephen's Day on December 26th, two pictures were taken by members of the Andean, uh, is that, I would would say that's like the kind of collective noun for Andes, the Andean Relief Corps, uh, of two half-eaten human legs were printed on the front page of two Chilean newspapers Ah. who reported that all the survivors resorted to cannibalism. The survivors held a press conference on the 28th in Montevideo, where they recounted the events of the past 72 days. Um, Alfredo Delgado spoke of the survivors. He compared their actions to that of Jesus Christ at the Last Supper, during which he gave uh, disciples the Eucharist. The permission? The survivors received public backlash initially, but after uh, they explained the pack that the survivors had made to sacrifice their flesh if they did help with the others to survive. The outcry diminished and the families were more understanding.
0: As you said as well, they are all Catholic. You can get absolved of this. Here's the story. We didn't kill anybody, Mm -hmm. we ate the dead.
1: Yeah. A Catholic priest heard the survivors' confessions and told them that they were not damned for cannibalism. Given uh, the extreme nature of the survival situation that they were in, the news of the survival and the actions required to, like to most most of the stuff wasn't safe for people to broadcast worldwide. Okay. Essentially, all the like seeded details and stuff like that. So um, there is actually a um a museum dedicated to the crash and the survivors in Monte Fideo in Uruguay, um, which would be cool to go to, and basically so, from the 12th of October, the day of they departed from Monte Fideo up until the 23rd of December, that 72 days
0: 72 days, 45 people get on the plane and 16 survive the whole thing mm-hmm. wow, yeah, so it's not as you say you go know, right, plane crash, some people are surviving Okay. To survive a plane crash, unbelievable. In mm-hmm. a mountain range. Sure. Although there is also that thing where, you know, it said it sheared off the wings and tail. Mm-hmm. Uh have you ever heard that thing where people would say to you that, you know, for safety you should sit at the back of the plane. Oh yeah. Because you've never heard of a plane reversing into a mountain.
1: <laughs> I've never thought of it like that. No, that's the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs>
0: um but <laughs> I had you, I, I'm so good.
1: Yeah, I was like,
0: what fucking Jedi mind tricks yeah. are you playing with it's me? This guy's me. Well, over the back of the tail fell off. It didn't fucking help anyone. Just just them getting the, the food ready. Yeah. <laughs> the back. But, um, Think no, of the peanuts. Yeah, pretty much. But, so they had that. So yeah, so 16 people who make it, make it off the hill. Uh-huh. So the whole point is, there is, I'm, I'm not going to hear, there's, a, there's somebody's actually done a very morbid timeline where it's like, who's alive on what date? Yeah, oh yeah, no, I... And I'm... it just goes down and down and down. It's like 33, 28, 27, 27... 19, that's probably an avalanche, yeah. Uh, yeah, 18, 17, and then it's like, from the 11th of December, it's like 16 on, and Yeah, they're like, the, like and yeah. that's when they all leave, they go and find, exactly, find help, but yeah, I'm supposed, if you're, the guys who hiked out were probably like, look, we're going to die here anyway, mm. so either we can die trying to get out of here, or we can just sit here, and then we'll eventually just eat each other until there's one fat guy left, yeah, and then we eat him, no, um,
1: <laughs> So, yeah, that was the story of the Euroground rugby team and the uh, Air Force Flight 571.
0: You know what? Not as much comedy as I thought there was going to be. Uh, no, no, actually, that's so the exact amount of comedy I thought
1: there was going to be. What you're saying is there's not a lot of meat in the bones. <laughs>
0: this is why I didn't do this for a year. <laughs> you, you tricked me.
1: Yeah, I'm an awful human being. Uh, but... At the end of the day, awful thing that happened, and it is just a testament to the human spirit that uh, so many people were able to survive. We will
0: try and get you a cheer your story for... Oh, no, uh, no, I... You going darker?
1: I, I, I would like to go darker. Yeah. I don't know. I love okay. this kind of shit. That's I think right. it's so interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll
1: yeah, go darker. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And that was story time.
0: Cool. Very uh, good,
1: man. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, right, just do an outro and then get the fuck out. Uh, so, yeah. No, actually, I'll, I'll give it a wee pause so I know it's an edit. So, that was our first story time back. Yes. Very cheery. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree. Uh, have you got anything to plug before we go there?
0: I need to plug. Uh, well, maybe box is sold out, but there is a donation link. So yes, you can uh, like we'll
1: put we'll put that up on a the Instagram post that we're putting up for this episode.
0: Yes, I think they we're still trying to sort out some form of. No, uh, yeah,
1: well, I'm not.
0: No, nah, I'm not gonna say it because I don't know if it's gonna happen. Yeah, you're speaking it into being. I will yeah. say
1: it because I like making people disappointed. But okay. there may be a live stream element to proceedings. We certainly will. Yeah. Uh, if that would be
0: great. Uh I the Sunflower Comedy Club runs once a month in mm-hmm. Belfast, the last Sunday of every month. It's sold out in January. February's on till already because once it sells out I stick the next one on. Exactly. Great lineups as always. Panic Station Comedy Club down in Muri at Baku's Cafe, which is a bring your own gig. That's on the last Saturday of every month. This month is sold out as well, which is hey, great. Look at that. Uh so we're gonna put February and March on sale soon. Get your tickets. That's that's what I do. I run two gigs when I'm not hanging out with Jordan and drinking tea in the kitchen. What yeah. did you know what's coming up
1: Uh nah, I got gigs. Okay, follow me on Instagram if you want to find them. That's fair enough. Yeah, and to <laughs> okay. find you on Instagram. You are on. Yeah, Darren Robinson comedy. Robinson comedy. And mine is Darren Matthews comedian. Look at that. And um, we're also on injury time Podcast, uh, It pod thirty two. We do need to start doing more with that. Yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, okay, see you guys next time. Next, I was about to say next week. It's not. Yeah, uh, we'll probably talk about this structure also next episode uh, yes. and how it's kind of changed. But uh, yeah, bye. thanks for tuning
0: in.